Are you happy here? Oh, I should say I am. I've never been any happier in my life. You want to stay? Definitely. I certainly do. Some people have said they couldn't leave if they wanted to. Do you think you could? Yeah, if, if I really wanted to, I'll, I'm free to go. If I was really, if I really wanted to, I'd be able to free to go. Well, I believe it. I've been here a few days, and I have, I have absolutely no complaints at all. It is really nice here. It is really nice, and I'll be leaving in a couple of weeks, and they could come with me. But they said they didn't want to come. Yo, man, I'm super, super excited to finally get this shit done, man. So this is the first ever episode of REOPD Classified. I've been talking about this for a minute. I always said I wanted to start a true crime slash like conspiracy type podcast. I'm a big fan of like true crime and conspiracy. I look at this shit like damn near every day. So I said, fuck it, man. Uh, I got a little spare time. So I might as well just go ahead and start a whole new podcast. So. This is the first episode. This is called, like I said, R.O.P. Studios Presents Declassified, where I just talk about everything um, pretty much true crime related, true uh, conspiracy related, uh, anything in that nature, UFOs, all kind of shit, man. I'm big into that. And I said, fuck it. Let's go ahead and get this done. So uh, first, the first episode... We're going to dive into this um, this motherfucker, Jim Jones. So, not the rapper Jim Jones from The Diplomats. It was originally a guy named Jim Jones, and he was a cult leader. So, I don't know if you guys are familiar with cult leaders. So, I'm just going to read you the definition, definition of exactly what a cult is. A cult is a noun. A cult is a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. So pretty much cults are people that idolize a certain human being and believe they are a God. So Jim Jones was a man, he was out of Indiana and he manipulated a lot of people to believe he was in fact a God. He was a white man and he manipulated Mostly black people. He pretty much pulled on the heartstrings of black people. He pretty much told them that I was one of you. Because technically, he, I went, he, come on, he's the white man. So he wasn't one of them, but he pretty much manipulated them to thinking that, hey, man, I'm in the black neighborhoods. These white people were hating on me. Even though they were, a lot of white people were, um, we're giving Jim Jones up issue. They called him a nigger lover because he was a white preacher, quote unquote preacher. We'll get into that in a second. And he was in mostly black neighborhoods preaching, quote unquote, the word of God. But I'll dive into that a little bit. But yeah, Jim Jones was a wild boy. And it makes me think, why did the rapper Jim Jones even want to name himself after this motherfucker? But fuck it. We're going to get into that. Uh, I learned a lot from this because I was familiar with Jim Jones. I watch, I'm not going to say I necessarily like fell in love with him, but I, um, I was kind of addicted to this story back in high school because I had a law class in high school, Wilson high school. Um, shout out to them. I guess. I don't know. 
I had a law class and my teacher, I can't remember that lady name for uh, to save my life. She was a really cool lady. She used to make us watch like Jim Jones documentaries for whatever reason, like on slow days. And I kind of got addicted to the story. But when I did this, I kind of dived into it a little more and seen what the fuck was going on with this guy. And I actually listened to like some of his sermons, like from his actual church. I didn't know dude was just like wilding or anything like that. I just thought he was just like teaching what was in the Bible or remixing the Bible. But this dude was using profanity. He was talking about fucking men. He was talking about uh, raping women in the church. He was talking about, he talked about his dick a lot. He talked about his dick more than Lil Wayne, bro. Like this nigga was wilding, bro. So I, I was just caught off guard. I actually right, like right here, I'll play a clip of like uh, a snippet of one of his sermons. They have no business getting on our church steps. That, that's our property. They can't stand up on our fucking church steps and make a goddamn news conference. And then stand there and take a fucking looks weak. I don't know what's the matter with you that he take. I know what's the matter with you. I can tell you what the fuck's the matter with you. He's got a girlfriend here and his wife in town. Always. Every time, god damn it, every time you get in sex, these crazy sons of bitches lose their mind and all their intelligence if they're males of God and it goes to the goddamn balls. Had you have you fucked him since? Yeah. You fucked him since. Yes, okay. Then what the hell do you fuck? How the guy gonna know mad? How you gonna know he's mad when you're fucking him? Right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. Just so I can get you cool down, cause you consider the woman an emotional animal. And if you you get her under control, get her all cool down, so you can fuck her next time she goes to Georgetown. I know you pricks. You smile, bitch, or I'll pour it up your vagina. <laughs> Alright, so y'all heard that, like, dude was in this quote-unquote church just wilding, acting a fool, and these were, like, black people, older black people following this guy. I don't know, like, what he did exactly to manipulate these people into liking them i know he pretty much used i'm the one of you type things but i still don't get it like that's not enough but let me get into this man's story wild wild fucking story jim jones was born james warren jones in crete indiana to james thurman jones which was his father a world war one veteran and lynette putman so he was pretty much the only child. His dad was a World War I veteran, but his mom was the breadwinner because his dad was gassed in World War I. I think it was like a mustard gas, so he wasn't able to work. So he was pretty much just disabled in the crib, and his mom had to work all kind of odd jobs. And with his mom having to work all kind of odd jobs and his dad pretty much being disabled, nobody kind of like guided him around. His mom used to always say that he didn't really need God. And she always felt that like he was a special human being. She uh, felt that God personally delivered Jim Jones to the family. So she was like, fuck it. God going to watch him or whatever. So 
with him being pretty much a loner, he used to walk around the neighborhood a lot. He, he used to uh, play with farm animals and shit. They owned a lot of land. They owned a farm, actually. So his friends was the farm animals. So, like, a lot of the kids just thought he was a weird motherfucker until, like, one of the kids actually took him in and took him into one of the churches because in the neighborhood, uh, Crete, I guess, I'm, I don't know if I'm saying it right. In that city, it was a small city, and if you were in there, you had to go to church. So, one of the one of the um, adults actually was his neighbor. Took him in and made him go to church, and he pretty much fell in love with the church because he seen it in a different light. He didn't see it as a uh, praise the Lord type of experience. He saw money from it. He saw dollar signs. He said. He saw the way the preacher was moving the crowds and he saw that as a manipulation type tactic, which some people do do in the churches. Um, I know it's like frowned upon, but a lot of pastors and stuff manipulate people. A lot of pastors, a lot of their church members are poor, but they got the money because they got the gift for gab and they're able to pretty much people pretty much make people like put their money where their mouth is pretty much. And Jim Jones seen that from the jump. He seen dollar signs. So what Jim Jones started doing was he started doing like youth ministries in his neighborhood. So he would like literally like do funerals for like dead animals and shit. And like all the kids loved it. All the kids started giving him attention. He started getting the attention that he wasn't getting from his parents. He started getting attention that he wasn't getting from the kids before. So he started loving that shit and eventually it kind of like triggered like some kind of like psychotic switch in his brain where he started killing the animals in the neighborhood to do funerals for the animals so like from the jump he was a crazy motherfucker man like he was literally like taking kids cats dogs chickens drowning the motherfuckers just so he can do funerals for the kids in the neighborhood for the animals and he used to tell the kids in his neighborhood that he would kill them if they told the authorities or their parents that he was killing their animals he would be he told them that he would be doing a funeral for their ass so he put fear in the kids in the neighborhood eyes which is kind of crazy because i would just had 10 kids i would just rile 10 motherfuckers up and we would just jump the shit out of that nigga and that would have been the end of his chapter like i don't know how he was able to do it but from a young age this motherfucker was able to manipulate people into doing whatever the fuck he said and i don't know it's crazy but at the end of the day that's a fucking gift so like i said his family he was just it was he was, he was the only child it was just him, his mom and dad. His mom ended up leaving his dad for a younger man. Like, she pretty much abandoned the family. So, Jim Jones had to pretty much get a job. So, what he what, what he did was he got a job at the hospital. I don't know the name of the hospital. I forgot. I should have put that in my research notes. But he got a, he got a job at the hospital, and he was using his... Uh, manipulation tactics in the hospital he was um praying for people and whatnot um that's not a manipulation tactic but he was he was faking he was faking the game in hospital and he eventually became the 
hospitals like quote unquote preacher i forgot what you call those um the preacher in the hospital but he pretty much became that uh everybody in the hospital loved him that's where he met his wife he met his wife marcy baldwin so he pretty much um preached his way into the coochie pretty much so he met her there they instantly got married they fell in love instantly once it, once they got married he pretty much like immediately like showed his true colors he came out the gate and told her like hey what you see me doing in that hospital that shit fake i'm an atheist i don't even believe in god i just know i can say what the fuck i want to say and i can get people on my side he came out the gate and told her that i don't know why she wasn't alarmed but she should have been alarmed like she should have tipped people and said hey this motherfucker a fake but she went along she went along with it and i feel like you got to kind of put her under fire for like what's what went on with him so she was just as bad but she was just a part of the game she went along with the ride so jim and his wife marcy they had four kids they had one on their own they adopted one black kid which he named jim jones jr which is weird as fuck and he adopted two Asian kids and he called his family the Rainbow Family because they had all kind of races in their family. And he was like one of the first, what do you call it, um, integrated families in his neighborhood because in the, at that time, Indiana, I don't know if y'all know, but Indiana's racist as fuck. Like that's like one of the places where the KKK were originally. Matter of fact, Marcy's family was racist. They used to always tell Jim that black people and white people can't ever coexist. They shouldn't. And that led to Jim Jones pretty much like taking Marcy away from her family because he knew they were racist as fuck. Like her mom was literally a Klansman member. So he seen the jig, which is uh kind of crazy because he was no, he was really no different than the Klansman. He was like fake helping black people. So he was pretty much no different than the motherfuckers. But yeah, they had four kids. So Jim Jones, he eventually left the hospital. He felt like he needed to extend his reach more. He started following this black preacher by the name of Father Divine. Look Father Divine up. He was pretty much um, a preacher in the area. And he was kind of obsessed with Father Divine. So when Father Divine died, Jim Jones tried to take over his congregation. He tried to pretty much take over his trap. He was like, Father Divine died. These black, these black people in this area, I'm going to use them to my advantage. So he started going to churches, like black churches around the neighborhood. And they, in, they like instantly like drew to him because... Like, we see that now, like, sometimes, like, white people, they can, like, do the bare minimum, and sometimes uh, black people just give them, like, all the attention in the world. I know you, uh, a couple years ago, people were saying, oh, he's invited to the cookout. That's pretty much what they did to Jim Jones. They were like, oh, this white boy in our neighborhood, uh, he's coming to the hood, preaching and whatnot. Let's just take him in. Let's just, like, whatever he say, we going with it. Like, he just... Pretty much, like I said it a million times, he just, like, manipulated these people into following him. He knew what it took to tell to black people, black, especially black poor people. He knew exactly what to tell them to get on his side. He made money scamming people. 
also what he would do is he would do like a evangelistic type stuff. I don't know if I said that word right. You know, like a evangelist, people who like um, uh, tell people for I think. I think it's called telling people fortunes, kind of like saying like, oh, this is where you're going to be at in a couple years. Guessing, saying, oh, you got a sick mom. What he would do was he would pay people under the table. And while the church was like everybody was congregating before church, he would have like spies listen to what was going on in the church. How people was telling their business, saying, oh, my mom's sick and this and that. Uh, I can't pay my bills. And what he would do was have them write it down and bring it to them and he would come to the people during the sermons and he would tell them like what all they had going on and they thought he was like a powerful being so he used to manipulate people like that he used to literally pay motherfuckers to act like they was catching the holy ghost so he had these people like in the palm of their hand the shit was crazy and check this though i didn't even know this he was scamming the black people in the church but this motherfucker also was selling monkeys door to door. I don't know where the fuck this nigga got the monkeys from. But he was selling monkeys door to door to people in Indiana. He was selling it to black people, white people. I've played like a little clip right now of where the lady on the news was talking about the monkeys he was selling. Like he was selling monkeys like for the low bro, for the 17.5. I don't know where he got the monkeys from, but he was selling them. And one of the things about the monkeys that he was selling, apparently, like, they were suicidal monkeys. Like, a couple of the monkeys, like, hung themselves. So, people would be like, oh, man, my monkey hung myself. Can I buy another one? So, he was just selling monkeys on monkeys. The first time I met Jim Jones was Easter 1953. My mother-in-law, Edith Cardell, had a monkey, and it hung itself. And she wanted to replace the monkey. So she looked in the Indianapolis Star. And in that Indianapolis Star was Jim Jones's ad that he had some monkeys to sell. So it was through that that she met Jim Jones and came back saying that he'd invited her to church this next Sunday. Bruh, his money starts stacking. This man was manipulating black people. He had people signing over their houses. He had people giving away like 75% of their checks. He had people working in the church for free. And he wasn't even paying the motherfuckers. And I get into more of that. And he was selling the monkeys. Eventually, he was stacking so much paper, he had three churches. And the name of his three churches was the People's Temple. He pretty much wanted each of his churches to be integrated. He wanted his homes to be where white people and black people were able to go to church together without any issues. And of course, he was in racist ass Indiana, so a lot of people was giving him trouble. So he devised a plan. He said, man, eventually we're going to have to get the fuck out of here. We're going to have to eventually get from out of here. So he, he, he did move a couple of his churches to San Francisco, but around the time people was talking about a nuclear holocaust, and he was like, we gotta get the fuck out of the United States in general. But um, back to Indiana though. One another thing I found out was I didn't know he had like a lot of political leaders like on his side, which actually makes sense. A lot of the political leaders felt like, all right, this motherfucker got thousands and thousands of black people, not necessarily yeah, thousands, thousands of black people, minorities, poor people. 
listening to his every word. So a lot of the politicians are like, all right, let's uh, get into bed. I don't know if they literally got into bed with Jim Jones. Let's get into bed with Jim Jones because that's easy money. If we could get thousands and thousands of black people to vote for us because Jim Jones endorsed us, that's easy votes. That's easy election wins. But one of the things that ended up happening when they did that was a lot of them was like in a lot of the political leaders was in debt to Jim Jones. So that's one of the reasons why he was able to get away with a lot of shit because he had a lot of the politicians in the area in debt to him. They was pretty much just like, let him do what the fuck he want because it was crazy because he had people like literally giving their whole paychecks away from him to him and working in a church only getting paid five dollars a week that's fucking slavery so he was able to get away with that because he had all the politicians in the area on his dick so because they wanted those votes so any kind of bad shit he was doing he was literally had people old people in the church like fighting beating each other um he was whipping people he was literally raping people in the church and he was getting away with it because he had political leaders on his side because they wanted those votes but, like I said, it uh, started getting kind of hot in there. So, he devised a plan. He said he was going to build his own city in Guyana called Jonestown. He took 100 people from his church to Guyana to build Jonestown. Jonestown was pretty much built up. It had everything. It had a stores. It had a hospital. Uh, it had a daycare. It had schools for the kids. And... He pretty much took 100 black people out there and they went to pretty much start a new life out there. Grandma Bates, how do you like it here? I love it. I love it. It's, I love it better than any place I've been in my life. And I've been many places. I've traveled this world many, 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 many places. But I've never loved a place and been so healthy and been so free in, in, in my life as I am now. I just love it. I hope we, everything is going to be all right for us. And I just love and want to stay here. And uh, Jim has did so much for me. He saved my life many, many times. And he's kept me on my feet. When I came to this place, I'd had arthritis in my knees for 20 long years. I couldn't stoop. When I came here, I was on a cane. And I threw my cane away the second day I came here. I can stoop. I can sit down with my legs under me now. And I don't have a pain in my body. I thank you, Jim. You have certainly made a way for us, and everybody seemed to be so happy. I am pleased. Thank you, Jim. What do you think makes all the seniors so happy here? Oh, it's just beautiful. We have beautiful trees, all the fruit, all the flowers, we all the vegetables and everything. We raise it ourselves, and we, we, are, we are happy out here doing these things. We have everything. But like I said earlier, he had thousands and thousands of people in his congregation, and he only took 100 people with him because he could only really start with 100 people. So what he would do was he would have the 100, 100 members send out postcards. He would literally force them to send out postcards and pictures to people back in Indiana and San Francisco to let them know, like, hey, this is all good out here, man. This is a new world. He pretty much made it look like a utopia. So they ate that shit up. So 900 people flew to Guyana to start their new lives in Jonestown. 
what they didn't know was he was pretty much had people work 18 hours a day. You couldn't get no, you could barely get any sleep and you had to work every fucking day. And if you didn't, you would either get shot, beat or raped if you didn't work 18 hours a day. He made the kids work. He made everybody work. So eventually with the people being out there in Guyana, a.k.a. Jonestown, they kind of realized shit was fucked up. So some of them were sending letters back to their families in the United States. And a group organization was started called, let me see what I got in my notes. Uh, I think it was just called Concerned Family Members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called Concerned Families. It was pretty much an organization of people that was pretty much what this the shit say they was concerned for their family members they were like my people out there i don't know what the fuck he got going on he's out here beating people he got people working 18 hours a day i need my family back and a congressman got hip to it uh his name was leo ryan he um he was like one of the people that was kind of like letting jim jones do what the fuck he wanted to do but he wanted to see what the fuck was going on out there he wanted to see it was jonestown as advertised. So Congressman Leo Ryan, he set off to go to Guyana to see what the fuck was going on out there. So he took him some reporters, some cameramen, and some bodyguards to go the fuck out there to see what what Jim Jones was doing out there. Because he also got hip to a situation of Jim Jones, uh, apparently he raped a lady on the bus and it was like really brutal. And um, yeah. Motherfucker's crazy, man. Uh, so Congressman Leo Ryan, he got out there. But Jim Jones, he was hit two weeks before the congressman came out there. He pretty much was telling his people like, hey, it's a congressman coming from the United States. And he's going to come out here and kill you. So he's pretty much manipulating everybody to say, hey, it's some congressman. He's going to come out here. He's going to try to kill you and your kids. On the congressman's arrival, Jim Jones pretty much tried to throw bro a ceremony. So his thinking was, if he throw a good ceremony, he tell the his tell his uh comp congregation. I don't even feel right saying it was like a congregation, man. It was just his his cult. If he told his cult people, if they nice at his congressman, he's gonna leave and not kill your kids. So you better act right. Or shit gonna hit the fan, pretty much. So that's what he was telling him. So it threw a party for bro. He thought shit was he thought shit was smooth, man. He was like, all right, so um, don't tell I'm straight, man. I'm gonna leave y'all the fuck alone. I'm gonna let y'all do what y'all do. But it was some people out there. They was cracking under pressure, like some of the people in the coat. They were slipping notes to the cameraman and the congressman pretty much saying like, hey man, can you fucking help me? This motherfucker out here beating us. He got us working 18 hours a day. We're barely getting any food. We're not getting proper medical care because it's 900 out of us out here and it's only like two nurses. And the nurses that they had at there was pretty much people that was a part of the church that he manipulated. So he don't got proper like medical attention like these motherfucking need doctors it's kids out there they don't got the kids not getting proper teachings it's like all of us piled on this fucking island in guyana so get us the fuck out of here so congressman um 
Ryan, he was like, hey, man, what's going on, bro? You got people saying, saying, handing me notes, saying, help me. Like, what's going on? You told me it was straight out here. Last night, someone came and passed me this note. He's the one that I'm just talking about. Yeah, it was, he this, this is the man that wants to lose his son here. Doesn't it concern you, though, that, that this man, for whatever reason, one of the people in your group, People Twice. play games, friend. They lie, they lie. What can I do about liars? Are you people going to leave us? I just beg you, please leave us. Bill, we will bother nobody. Anybody wants to get out of here, can get out of here. We have no problem about getting out of here. They come and go all the time. I don't know what kind of game. People like, people like publicity. Some people do. I don't. But some people like publicity. But if it's so damn bad, why is he leaving his son here? Can you give me a good reason for that? So uh, Jim Jones, he kind of got like he got scared because also Jim Jones was taking a lot of drugs, man. He was on he was off the molly. He was off all kind of shit. So his judgment was kind of hindered and he was already a crazy motherfucker. So he told one of his people to attack the congressman and one of Jim Jones people ended up stabbing the congressman. And the congressman was like, all right, it's time to get out this motherfucker. So, so the congressman and his people, the reporters and the cameraman decided it was time to get out there. But this was also being televised at the time. So people saw the congressman getting stabbed on the news. And they saw Jim Jones pretty much tell his people, his security to shoot the congressman and they opened fire on the congressman they killed the reporters they killed the congressman i think only like maybe two people survived two people were able to run into the woods and hide while the shooting was going on so shit was crazy so after killing the congressman jim jones pretty much knew like it's over bro like it's a wrap for me i gotta do what i gotta do so he rounded up all 900 people in Jonestown. So I didn't really bring this up earlier. I know y'all hip to the term drinking the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid pretty much means following, blindly following somebody or what they're doing. So, so what Jim Jones used to do sometimes in Jonestown was called white knighting. White knighting is pretty much, I don't know the exact definition of it, but white knighting was pretty much a game quote-unquote game he used to play where he would tell the people to drink the kool-aid i already told you what drinking the kool-aid means pretty much mean blindly following somebody he would literally pass out cups of kool-aid and tell the people to drink it to show their ultimate sacrifice to him as a god when he used to test it when he used to play the game the Kool-Aid didn't have anything in it, but he used to tell them that the Kool-Aid had cyanide in it and all kind of poisons in it. So he would pretty much tell them to do it to see if they would take, they would drink the poison. And it was always a test. Once they drunk it, he always was like bust out laughing and say, ah, got you. The people were already kind of conditioned to think, okay, every time he tell me to drink the Kool-Aid, nothing in it he started this particular time he told them this was the final white nighting so they pretty much knew like hey this is the end 
this time when we drink the Kool-Aid, we're going to die. So a lot of people started panicking. Uh, he was telling people like, hey, if you don't drink the Kool-Aid, you're getting shot the fuck up. One lady did tell him that, hey, um, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. And she pretty much was telling him like, hey, we shouldn't do this. There's other ways. We could go to Russia and whatnot. And he had one of the security shoot her. Matter of fact, if y'all look up the Jonestown death tapes, which I'll play like uh, clips here and there, which is some of the most disturbing shit ever. You can hear the lady get shot and killed on the tape. You can hear kids crying. Uh, you can hear kids dying in the background because these are little kids and they're drinking cyanide poison and it's tearing their body, it's stripping their body and it takes you. When you drink the cyanide, apparently it takes five minutes to kill you. So these kids are in excru excruciating pain and they're in the back crying and shit. Some of them. Some of the most disturbing shit you'll hear on the internet. That's one of the reasons why I didn't really do a full like video. We're going to do videos to these shits eventually. But I didn't feel right like doing a video. Because like a lot of this shit is just, like disturbing. And like I don't want it on my channel. I'd just rather talk about it. But it was like you could visibly see kids dying. And like it's fucked up bro. And it's just like readily available on the internet. Like some of this is like some of the craziest shit. Like I watched all the movies back in the day, but I didn't know like how hardcore this shit was. But he made all 900 members drink the Kool-Aid. I think five, only five people survived this shit. You think Russia's gonna want? No, not gonna. We're not. You think Russia's gonna want us with all this stigma? We had, we, we had some value, but now we don't have any value. Well, I don't see it like that. I mean, I feel like that as long as there's life, there's hope. That's my faith. Well, some, everybody dies. <laughs> Someplace that hope runs out because everybody dies. I haven't seen anybody yet didn't die. And I like to choose my own kind of death for a change. I'm tired of being tormented to hell. That's what I'm tired of. Tired of it. Over people's lives in my hands, and I certainly don't want your life in my hand. But I'm going to tell you, Christine, without me, life has no meaning. Uh, I'm the best friend you'll ever have. And once, once I have to pay, I'm standing with you, Jara. I'm standing with those people. I call on you to stop this now. If you have any respect at all, are we black, proud, and socialist, or what are we? Now stop this nonsense. Don't carry this on anymore. You're exciting your children. All over and it's good. No, no sorrow that it's all over. I'm glad it's over. Hurry, hurry my children, hurry. All I say does not fall into the hands of the enemy. Hurry my children. Hurry. The seniors out here that I'm concerned about, hurry. I don't want to leave my seniors to this mess. Quickly, 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 quickly. The sisters. But no, you. No more pain, Al. No more pain, I said, Al. So, 900 plus people died. Only five people lived. And they call this a mass suicide. This shit was a mass murdering. The people joined the Kool-Aid. 90% of the people that died were black people. That's crazy. 90% were 
were black people. He manipulated these people. He took advantage of them. I did watch some of the videos of the survivors. Most of the survivors were uh, were black. There's only five of them. One guy was a white guy, um, which is crazy because he had a black son. He pretty much just like left his son to die. And he like ran in the woods. Like people was calling him a hero. Like I don't respect, bro. To be honest, bro, you just like left your kid to die and like it's ironic that his kid he was a white guy with a black kid and he's just like fuck it i'm just gonna leave your ass and run in the woods well, there's a lot of things that i could have wish i could have gone back and done differently uh but i can't you know uh you know i can't take back the past i think i'm done talking about this motherfucker man jim jones he was uh this dude is this dude was something else, man. And that's all I got to say about it. This nigga was something else, man. I it was it was nobody like him. I know everybody's talking about the Heaven's Gate coat. Heaven Gates don't got nothing on him. I'm gonna do an episode on Heaven's Gates. I don't know if y'all familiar with Heaven's Gates. The Heaven's Gates is the crew is the people that uh they thought uh aliens was gonna I think it was either a meteor or aliens was gonna invade them and they had everybody kill themselves and they got the weird picture with like everybody was dead in a bunk bed with their Nike showing. So I'm going to do an episode on that eventually. I think the next episode I'm going to do, I'm either going to do the conspiracy about Paul McCartney being dead or I'm going to do the 27 club. Do either one of them. Those come, that's coming soon. Um, everybody leave me feedback, man. Um, this is my first episode. So eventually, of course I'm gonna get better. I'm not used to doing podcasts and videos by myself. Everybody know my co-hosts. I usually like feed off them. So this is my first time like in a long ass time doing a podcast by myself. Actually, Random Acts of Podcast, I used to do a lot of episodes by myself until like Devin came on board and then eventually Joe came on board. So it's my first time doing a anything podcast related by myself. And um I gotta get you I gotta, I gotta get back used to it. So uh leave me feedback. Got any uh, true crime or conspiracy stories you want me to talk about on here? I'm willing to talk about them all. So any one you got, just leave it down in the comments. I'll get into it. Just got to give me some time to do some research. Take a couple weeks to do research. It literally took me like two to three weeks to do research on this, man. I was like, man, I was looking like at five or six different documentaries. I was listening to, um, I try not to listen to other people's podcasts on this because I feel like if I listen to other people's podcasts about this, I'm going to kind of like take what they say. But I just went into and did research, man. Um, one of the sponsors, Audible, audibletrial.com slash random. I used them to do some research on him. He got a lot of books. Uh, his survivors got a lot of books, too. So we'll use that audibletrial.com slash random. And just put Jonestown Town or Jim Jones, the rapper, will not pull up because nobody making books about fucking Jim Jones. The cult leader will pop up. All kind of books about him. All kind of books about his survivors. That's what I use to do my research. Wikipedia. YouTube. Used all that shit. But I think that's about it, man. First episode of REOP Studios presents Declassified. More of these are coming out, and eventually, I already got the format in my brain. We're gonna do the videos for these. I didn't do a video for this one because I felt like it would have been too much, but actual videos of these coming soon. But 
With all that said, I'm out.